Everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Locked on Lakers. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers come alive late in Phoenix. They come back to beat the Suns, and you'll never guess who helped lead the comeback. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. And obviously, Andy, also on Saturdays sometimes. Uh, this is where you're going to go. It's never going to be behind a paywall. It's always going to be fresh and accessible to you. Locked On Lakers on YouTube, over 21,000 subscribers. Uh, finally, exhaling, Andy, with a little bit of excitement. Um, and... Uh, it was it was our it was a one twenty two to one nineteen was the final score Friday night in Phoenix the Lakers with a big comeback for the second time this season against the Suns and uh, as frequent uh, tweeter to to us uh, get buckets said they don't call him in season tournament Cam for nothing Cam Reddish was the a, an unlikely star of this comeback. Uh, the Lakers actually got a lot of when it was all said and done. Got a lot of of good performances. LeBron James was great Friday and kept them afloat long enough for this comeback to mean something. Got contributions from Austin Reeves who came off the bench, um, which we'll get into uh, before the end of this one. Um, but I mean, I think the the headline here in terms of big surprises: five three pointers from Cam Reddish which is three more than he had in the first eight games this season. Uh, Cam Reddish, starting in place of Austin Reeves, came alive late. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I would actually say he didn't even entirely come alive late, although the late is what you might – from a, from a might shooting rem- standpoint, is really what from I'm a thinking. shooting standpoint. But Defensively, was, though, he was engaged the entire game. Right. He, he finished the game with 17 points, five of eight from behind the arc, three steals. You know, he – had a tough defensive assignment in this game, often up against KD. And and I'd mentioned, I believe it was after the Clippers win, where he spent a lot of time guarding both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, those guys got theirs, but Reddish made them work. You know, I theorized that I feel like Reddish, who has been, you know, he's been inconsistent, frankly, for his entire career, but inconsistent defensively, to put it generously, it feels to me, based off what we've seen, because he had some good moments against Durant in the first go-around against Phoenix, I feel like Reddish is just at his best defensively, maybe just his most dialed in, whatever, when he's up against a premier wing. And it felt like Reddish was in a big, in for a big game, literally from the opening tip, which he stole away from Phoenix. And then he had the first of his five threes in the opening 90 seconds, he was just terrific in this game. He was. I mean, like, I was wondering if this is not the best game Cam Reddish has had in his career, this has got to be a top five across. I mean, as far as games with actual implications sure. on a team trying to go somewhere, 
I'm not an expert on his career, but this feels as big as anything he's done. Well, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where, like, these types of games have popped up over the course of his career where, like, and this is why teams keep kind of getting, you know, reddish curious and and why they the Lakers... Reddish fetish, as you put it. Why they are, you know, constantly the Lakers have been tied to him. And, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about sort of elite players. I think it has more to do with... Darvin said after the game, he's called him an elite defender. He's called it, and he put the qualifier in it um, after um, Friday night's game, where he said he is an elite individual defender. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's true or not true, but I will say this: after watching now nine games of Cam Reddish in a Lakers uniform, I think where he's best is 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 in assignments where it is as as drilled down to go guard that guy without having to worry about broader team schemes as you can get in the NBA. You're never fully clear of that because there are screens and switches and this and that, whatever. But the the assignments that he's had where he's thrived the most are the ones where it is as close to that as I think you get. And then some of the, you know, whether it's the athleticism or, the length, like, length, or Size. whatever it might be, um, can can come in handy. And some of the shortcomings aren't as as relevant. But either, regardless of what it is, um, did a great job on Durant, and then finally, you know, was part of a Lakers attack that was very, for what two and a half, almost three quarters, was looked very much like some of the lesser efforts they've had over the b- terrible on the offensive glass, terrible. For the first three quarters and you know getting pounded they were down i think you said as we were setting up 17 to 4 and second after, chance points at one point at the end of the at, third i believe it was uh roughly after three quarters yeah. they were down 17 to 4 like phoenix and, and, had and, over quadruple right. their second chance points combined with their inability to make any outside shots for you know two and a half quarters that is a difficult yeah. recipe and phoenix it, it wasn't like phoenix was sending four guys to the glasses it was sometimes there's just one maybe two um and there was it was like it's like when when in, in in an nfl game when teams get pressure on the quarterback just rushing you know their front three or front four and not even having to blitz like phoenix didn't phoenix wasn't doing oh. anything to to get on the glass and slow the Lakers down and punish them that way, the Lakers just wa- couldn't couldn't slash weren't rebounding. It's, they have this infuriating thing. This team, like sometimes I I think they they get bodied, they get boxed out, they don't do a good enough job boxing out themselves. Like there are a bunch of different, for lack of a better way of putting it, technical things, you know, strategic things. Yeah, there were a lot of times on Friday where they felt like like if they just put their arms out, you know, side to their side, that meant nobody on Phoenix was allowed to go get the ball. It was just really but bad effort. They also, But sometimes it is not the effort. It is – it's like the ball every time someone from Phoenix shoots it, it automatically becomes greased, and they cannot hang on to the ball. Like – there was at least 10 times in this game where they got to a 50-50 ball and just let it go out of their hands. Like they just dropped it or it got yeah. poked out or but like and it's been this way all season. Once once the shots and we've anybody who's ever played sports knows uh at any level when you can't score 
when when you know it is the it is difficult to the energy gets sucked out of the uh, out of the building and you know they 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 just couldn't get shots to fall and it started to affect the the vibes if nothing else like you just you know that 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 energy that positive thing that you get when things are going well that extra hop in your step or whatever they made six three pointers in a row. They went from not being able to hit anything to making six in a row. All of a sudden, Andy, it's looking good. And, you know, and it was spread around too. I mean, the 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 contributions. Reddish was there. Rui Hachimura had big threes. The opening four minutes or so, four or five minutes of the fourth quarter, Rui was massive. Like on he was both huge. sides of the ball. And you know, Austin Reeves was hitting shots. You know, uh, as the game went along, and he played a nice game. It's just. Once the lid came off the rim, suddenly the Lakers looked like they did in the preseason again, where you know the ball was moving. There was the extra pass was there, and you know it's it, it's amazing what a little bit of success can do. Uh, and they they came back and I, I I you know kind of stumbled in the on Friday show. Um, lost track of their one loss record and already na- made them three and six having lost this game. Uh, there's a huge difference between three and six and four and five now tied by the way with Phoenix and having beaten them twice. Um, this is, this was a big game, both mentally, but also logistically for them. Huge, huge comeback. Yeah. I mean, first of all, now they're, they're moving towards any type of tiebreaker impl- implications against the Suns. you know, later in the season, <laughs> We may remember these games as crucially important. Um, It was really big in this game the way you mentioned there were so many contributions across the board. Like, you know, D'Angelo Russell, I thought it was very – third quarter he he had some really big plays, playmaking and also scoring, but he also had some some pretty bad fouls. Um, And I, I thought Darvin made a very good move not closing with him down yeah. the stretch. He was alternating between Cam and Austin and Torian um, as sort of the guys rotating in and out with LeBron and AD. But also, you know, the contributions that you got across the board from everybody really matter. Russell, by the he, way, you know, in addition to the, the third quarter production, he, you know, he, he had 10 in the first, I believe, and he finished with 19 and 9. So... You know, we got to the line. You know, uh, shot nine free throws. So I mean, he he had a lot of positive, yeah, contributions to make. But then you know, was doing what you want to see. You know, up off the bench, cheering and all that kind of stuff. Like he played twenty eight minutes, almost twenty nine in this game. Like this is what you want. Like everybody is going to have. Not everybody can close. You can only use five guys. But everybody was involved and doing something at some point of this game. But it was really important too, though, because you know Anthony Davis, along with Jackson Hayes, were both available for this game, mm-hmm. and it took AD about two and a half quarters to really look like himself. I have to assume, slash, in a weird way, kind of hope that he was not a hundred percent, but just really felt it was important to play in this game. He got better. He got better in the second half. He he was much better for about the last, you know, 16 minutes of this game. Two but the first seven in the first half, he finished five of 14, but uh, 18 points, 11 rebounds. And a lot of the, uh, of his eight free throws came in the second half. And they were big too, there. because other than AD, the rest of the team struggled at the line. They were not nearly as good as they needed to be, but 
you know, we've talked before about the importance of AD being the best player on this team on a consistent basis, and that still holds. But, you know, all superstars every now and then need the rest of the team to carry them occasionally. And this was a night where a lot of different guys stepped up. You know, Austin Reeves, I I tweeted before the game uh, at Cam Brothers, I liked that Darvin made this move. You know, I, I said, like, I don't know if moving Austin to the bench is definitively the answer, but they've needed to do something. Well, it like may I, be while, while they're short the guys that they're short. It might yeah. be one of those. Yeah, it may not, may, may not need to do it when Vanderbilt is. I am pretty sure now when Vanderbilt is available, he's going to start and Prince will go to the bench. I certainly hope Vanderbilt starts. Um, you know, whether that whether Prince goes to the bench or stays in that role. Right, and starting and keep, to, and, right you keep Reeves keep, coming off the bench. Right, but Vando, damn right, he needs to be starting once he's back. But... You know, I've I've mentioned a few times. You know, there was that one uh, YouTube comment we had after Game One about the possibility of of separating Reeves and D'Lo. And you know, I've I've mentioned a few times. You know, over these nine games, that I've been wondering, I've been wondering if the team was really benefiting with the two of them together in that unit till the two of them start contributing more offensively, like on a regular basis. Defensively, they're too vulnerable. Like they, yeah, it, especially it, with Vando not there. It can, right. We've seen that it's not that it can't work because we saw it last year that it absolutely could. But like it's the configuration and then the bench combinations. Darwin, you know, Darwin noted that you know Reeves is going to finish games, and he did. He sure. played thirty-five minutes. It's it yeah. is really genuinely a a changing of the order in which players play. But that can um, matter, and it uh, it doesn't matter at all. Um, and no, so, but it can matter in terms of the the overall right. But I mean, goal. it doesn't matter in terms of like, oh, he got demoted. Like, it's not a demotion. It's not like when a guy comes out and plays thirty five minutes, you know, he's he's essentially still a starter. You're, you know, it's like in you know baseball, the opener. Now, like you have just you're just using your your players in a different order. Um, we'll see what happens when guys are available, but it's not that's a, a moot point for the next you know few games to say the least. Um, before we go, it is we haven't gotten that far. Uh, LeBron was fantastic. Um, you know, a couple defensive lapses here and there, but um, 32 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, a steal, and a block, 11 of 17 from the floor, three of four from three point range. Uh, he is the primary reason i think the really the only player who was good <laughs> for four quarters basically um you know of, of that i i, I, I think, thought he was a little I, i'll be honest i thought lebron was a little wild passing he was there were, not, there were turnovers i it wasn't a perfect but like broadly i think Look, he was the guy they who needed was, him. they right who he was stepped up like a superstar i right. don't disagree and you know he was pretty good early. You know there were a couple of bad turnovers. There's another one, you know, that really a couple that were real eye rollers. Um, but overall, you know, those numbers, rather than being just backloaded like most of the team, um, actually had some there at the beginning as well. Uh, really great effort, and um, he was moving the ball to Cam Reddish at the end of the game, and made a note afterwards. Um, 
that uh, you know, for all those people who, and he said this in the ESPN postgame interview, for all those people who uh, criticized him for making that play the other night to Reddish uh, to try to win the game uh, and were criticizing him for it, that's why he did it. He went back to him because he has confidence in his guys. LeBron James uh, hears and remembers everything. So, yeah. uh, but, but you, you know, know what, there though, is there is some truth to it. Like that is I, part of why you give guys the opportunity to shoot is so that if they miss, they can feel more comfortable for the next one. Um, and you know, it, it, would he have missed if he didn't take the uh, the the shot against uh, Miami? I, I don't I don't know. But the point is, all that stuff over the course of uh, of a season does actually make a difference. Um, so uh, LeBron, hyper aware of what we're talking about here. Well, look, man, he he has the right to throw that back in everybody's face because, yeah. frankly, the criticism over it was really effing dumb. Really stupid. I mean, it was he, really LeBron probably really. would have had his shot blocked, and Cam Reddish was standing alone in the corner, right? Um, and need that pass need to be the argument wasn't should you pass the ball to that guy is should it have, should reddish have moved it to prince um should somebody else have been standing in the corner other than reddish but it's not should lebron have passed the ball the oh, answer somebody to else had been standing in the corner that guy would have been guarded and cam Correct. reddish would, reddish have, been would have been open wherever he somewhere was somewhere else yes. um, as we went through at the time the problem with that whole sequence, if you were upset with LeBron or Reddish, you should have been mad at D'Angelo Russell for getting ejected. Um, also oh, from LeBron, uh, said afterwards with Lisa Salters of ESPN, it was great because it was an in-season tournament win. We'll take that for sure. $500,000 on the line. So we're going for that. So you know what? Yeah. Even LeBron James, billionaire, not above an extra $500,000. $500,000. I think they're all having a little fun with it, but it's like, and and your daughter liked Phoenix's court, like so. My it just shows daughter, the young, it just shows the young people are into what the NBA is doing. My daughter said, "Quote that court is nice." It, it takes a second. That one didn't bother me as much. I've seen the pictures of the Houston one, which Dude. the Houston one's too bright. <laughs> Turn that. The thing Bulls down. court looks like it was painted in red Kool Aid. Right, it, it's, it's <laughs> like, like they're playing basketball. The, the Houston and, and the Bulls are using the same paint it, color. It was like. A nuclear holocaust it's, happened, it's too, and then it all got sucked into the court. Yeah. Like that red got sucked. It's it's into a, the it's, court. it's like the eighth circle of hell. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very bright. It's That's very too much. Very, it's very vivid. <laughs> very vivid. Uh, but anyway, Phoenix was a nice, you know, kind of uh, a lovely shade of purple. Uh, the Lakers, I believe, their gigantic color is, is Lakers gold. So good to go there. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with over 21,000 subscribers, all of whom are very excited. Uh, we will see everybody for uh, Sunday after Sunday's game, but Andy, not before we tell you about prize picks. It's the largest daily fantasy uh, DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports, that's DFS platform in North America. You against numbers. So instead of battling thousands and thousands of other players, and including pros and sharks, you're just picking uh, more than or less than two to six player stat projections. And then you just watch the winnings kind of roll in. Um, you know, in basketball season, it's in full swing. You can pick combo projections across 
uh, you know, football and basketball from the specials league. That's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at, at, at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. Um, prize picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay fresh and in play, even if one of your players gets injured for, so for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA. First deposit match up to five hundred dollars. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Jace Medical, and we spent a lot of time with you, our Locked on Lakers audience, celebrating wins like tonight, lamenting the losses, just building a connection with an audience that we really appreciate. We love being able to do that for you, remove some of the stress of your daily lives, but also we can offer you some advice for real-life stress, and whether you're on an extended travel, bracing for some type of natural disaster or limited by yet another supply shortage, you have to be able to expect the unexpected and be covered. And thanks to our friends at Chase Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even D, e, even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescriptions, all available Jace Medical also allows you to customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications for your family needs. So go online right now at jacemedical.com. Receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember, use that promo code locked on at the checkout for a $20 discount as well. Again, J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. We'll see everybody on Monday.